Welcome to What is Life, a podcast that asks people who are in different stages of life what their journey is like, what they think the meaning of life is, and how they define their purpose. In today's episode, I had the wonderful opportunity to interview two amazing people from a company called Bree Healthy. One of them is a multi-talented video editor. One of them is a talented TV host and founder of Bree Healthy. This is a company that I am proud to say I have interned for as a videographer and I'm currently still working with as a digital content producer. My goal is to give these two amazing ladies a platform for them to share their stories, how we all met, and ultimately what their future goals are like as we also tackle what the meaning of life is. Hi everyone, my name is Jody Ann and I'm a writer video editor, director, event planner, and a student at Pace University with a major in analytics and a minor in public relations. And I feel that what really helps define who I am is writing and filmmaking. Writing and film really helps me get my thoughts out in a coherent way and in a safe space and essentially helps me find myself. And I know the term finding yourself sounds like a cliche, but usually the ones who think that that it's a cliche are the ones that haven't found themselves. So finding yourself is really an important thing. And it's something that I want to really dedicate all my art to and helping others find themselves too. And I'm really happy to be here too. You've gained so many certificates in different areas of expertise while also pursuing this major and minor. What ultimately led you to Uh, pursue these different areas of expertise while also studying analytics? Um, So my journey that led me to major in analytics, it wasn't like a direct journey, but it led me here and I believe everything happens for a reason. So I started off as a finance major, but I was majoring in it for really all the wrong reasons. I was really in it for the money, which I always tell you to never do. So during the pandemic, I was actually thinking about what I really wanted to do and also had like a high job demand. So I thought about analytics and how it was like a good way for me to use my math skills and my love to persuade argue and so I feel like I really want to be like an analyst for a couple of years and then really see where that pushes me because analysts are really in every type of field so I really want to pick one that I feel like I could really like love and in terms of event planning um I got my certificate and I always had a strong passion and love for all types of events, but weddings especially, and um, has to be like my favorite. I always grew up um, visualizing what my wedding would be like. And I always had the infatuation, you know, with like love and romance. And I love the idea that I could help other people on their special days. So in quarantine, I know I didn't want to waste my time because wasting my time is like one of my worst fears. So um, I utilize my time to get my certificate and I really can't wait till after the pandemic is over so I could um, help people in their special days. And I really can't wait for that. I got my bartender um, license. Um, my friend actually um, pushed me to, to go to the class and then it was really fun. And only how to do that will like help me be more profitable in the event planning industry. So I could always like pick up and do different things. And in terms of film, um, I had forced my parents to um, give me classes at the New York Film Academy when I was, I think, 16 years old. And 
Um, I really loved every second I was there. And I took several programs there when I was in high school and I met such great people. I always knew that I had like a passion for film and I really want to continue making films for like my whole life because film really helps me to live my passion. It helps me better to express my feelings and maybe I, I hope that I would help others who are in the same situation that I was in. And I really try to focus my films on not just pain, but happiness and combining the two and showing that pain could also be so beautiful. That's really inspiring. Um, I truly feel the same way, especially when it comes to expressing emotion. I think film is a really great media to do that. I can really see that your ambition when it comes to pursuing what you want, you are really straightforward with your dreams and you know what you're doing. And that's something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with, but you really seem to have found that path in life. Hi, my name is Brie Blank Alexander. I am a TV host and wellness expert and an influencer. And I just love to spread the word of healthy lifestyle and self-love as I feel like these things help us to feel our best and help us to have the best possible lives. And so grateful to be here today. I wanted to write for a magazine actually when I went to school and became a journalism major. And I always wanted to write for a fashion magazine. And then at some point it just kind of switched to general lifestyle. I took a class in magazine writing in college and it was just taught by a professor who didn't know what they were doing. And for some reason that made me not want to do it anymore. <laughs> and so then I was also going through my 150 pound weight loss journey at the time. And once I achieved my goal weight, I realized that I want to have my own talk show. I want to help spread positivity and like that anybody can do it too to the world and so I wanted to do it in that type of fun way and then once I graduated I started creating my own YouTube channel as a way to start you know just start off my career in that sense so I had a tiny little video camera and I started using this little dinky tripod made these videos that now I look back on and I'm like wow I've grown so much but it's because I did that in the first place that I grew so much. No, I did that for about a year and then I moved to New York City from Connecticut and I was able to thankfully get an internship for a talk show called The Chew on ABC. That was such an amazing experience for me because even though the shoot days were so early, it was we had to get in there at 6.45 in the morning and it was an hour subway ride from where I was. But being in the studio during the tapings was just the most energizing, magnetic, beautiful feeling. Oh my goodness, the energy at seven in the morning in there was crazy. And so I really fell deeper in love with it. After my internship, I was able to get hired as a little, like they made a space for me, basically. I was a script production assistant. So my job was essentially to bring all the scripts over there to make sure that everybody had what they needed in the, in the morning. And from that space, even though I had such a small position, I was literally one step above the interns there. I was bottom of the totem pole and people treated me that way sometimes. But from that position, I was able to observe the big picture and get to really see all of the different moving pieces of it. So I got to see how the talent department booked the talent. I got to sit in on a, on a pre-interview call with 50 Cent. Like it was really, really cool to be able to be on that ground level and see how everything worked, especially in the script which nobody really even thinks about 
Then the two got canceled in June 2018. And at that moment, I was like, it's my time. <laughs> and I, I really thought I was going to have my talk show like the next day. <laughs> then I realized, wait, there's a lot more work I have to do. There's a lot more things I need to learn. And that's led me to where I am now, which thankfully, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. Right before I started working with you two, I was able to begin my career as a host, a little guest host. And uh, well, let's not say little guest host. I am. Uh, <laughs> I like to speak into existence. I am a great talk show host, very famous. <laughs> and I do a monthly spot on NBC CT Live. And I'm a frequent guest on CBS The Road Show in Rhode Island. And now I get to work with you two amazing ladies. And I'm so grateful for you both because you've really helped bring my career to many levels higher. Thank you so much for, me for telling your story. And I think it's truly inspiring. I wanted to talk more about your accomplishments over the past years. I know you've been featured on People's Magazine and you've also been on the Today Show, which is like mind blowing to me. It's really all in about believing that you can. But it was such amazing, amazing moments in my life. Those, especially because the thing with being featured in places, it's things get canceled all the time in, in the media industry. And so I just had to to believe and trust and hope. And so one day People Magazine, a writer from there had, or an editor actually had reached out to me. They had found me through Instagram. And that's why I always say hashtags are everything. <laughs> and so they reached out and I was like, oh my God, they're gonna feature me in People. And then I only found out right before it was released that I made it in. So that was just incredible to be able to go to any store and just open up the People magazine and see myself in there. And it was just so amazing. And Oprah was on the cover. So that just felt like a sign to me. And it was just absolutely amazing. About a year later, I was reached out to by uh, the Megyn Kelly show on the Today Show. And I, you know, that she was doing her run over there. I never really saw it or anything, but I've known her, you know, she's very outward spoken. Sometimes she's said some things to guests that haven't been the nicest thing. And so I, I was still so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on the Today Show. And then one day the producer talked to me and asked me what I did for a job. And I was still working at the Chew at the time. And I had thought, you know, I wonder if they'll think this is a conflict of interest that I work in TV also, but I, you know, just decided to tell them the truth. And then after that, they told me they didn't want to go through with it. And I was like, no, like, oh my gosh. But this is where the magic of the universe is. Right after that, these people didn't even communicate with each other, but the people from the Joy Fit Club branch of the Today Show reached out to me. And that was just the most perfect meant to be thing possible because I got to be there with Kathy Lee, who I got to grow. I, I grew up watching Regis and Kathy Lee. It was crazy. And the daughter of President George Bush, like, and Joy Bauer, she was just the nicest person ever. For that one, honestly, that was my second TV feature. My first one was on a show called Pickler and Ben. And that one I had like blacked out <laughs> when I went out on stage because I was so nervous. They had put me in all this makeup and these heels and I just did not feel like myself. But for the Today Show, I went into it taking that experience from my last one, learning from it and just going into it. And I had a mantra. I was like, 
I was born for this. That was one a mantra that my boss had gave me. And so they opened up these doors after I shared my story in a pre-tape. I walked down these giant stairs and I high-fived people and I didn't fall on my face on live TV. And I got to go on there and it was, it went by so fast. First of all, being on TV is like every segment is so quick when you're out there, but it was just magical because I grew up being in 30 Rockefeller Center and my dad worked there and it was just absolutely incredible. And, and it just showed me that anything is possible and, and really like there are no limits to us at all. So how did you come about creating Brie Healthy and what's the best way to describe um, Brie Healthy as a whole? Yeah, so Brie Healthy started as Brie Fit, like a little play on <laughs> We Fit. And I was like, maybe they'll sue me. So let me change this. <laughs> and so I came up with the name Brie Healthy and it was really just the platform. I mean, that's always been my dream name of my talk show. So I really created it with it being the, the show itself. And it's evolved so much over the years. I, at one point, you know, I started with those videos and then once I got, you know, tired of that equipment that I was using, I just wasn't feeling motivated with it. I started developing recipes and I taught myself how to do that. And so, you know, now I'm back doing kind of a little bit of all of it. And I've learned so much over the years just by doing on my own, just by teaching myself. And that's really kind of my biggest lesson in all sorts of things that I've done in my life is that you know, you can just teach yourself to do things by trying. I taught myself how to really create videos. I taught myself how to recipe develop to TV host. I never took like really, I mean, now I've taken classes later on in, in TV hosting, but really all is just self-taught and working on it. And my biggest goal with Brie Healthy is to have the talk show. And the biggest goal of the show is to have a safe space, a fun place for people to just escape the world for a little bit, to come to a space, to feel that they can live a, a healthy, happy, loving life. I definitely feel that already, even now, the spread of self-love and positivity and um, pursuing healthier lifestyles, whether it's in terms of physical, mental, or emotional health too. Ever since I've joined you during this internship, I felt like I've improved myself more mentally and um, I've grown more confident and being surrounded in a positive environment really changed the way I saw things. So yeah, it just it led to a lot of character development for me. Definitely. After I met Brie and Rosemary, it's just like, I love it. Like, it's so positive. Like, I love that so much. And I definitely needed more of that, like, in my life. And after I met you guys, it was just, it was just incredible. Like, I know it sounds corny, but it was just incredible. <laughs> like, it really was. I just love how, like, you both smile all the time. And I love that. That makes me so happy. Oh my gosh, I'm over here cheesing. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful for you both and so proud of you always. So when I was applying for internships, um, I, I was looking through Handshake and I saw your posting, Brie, and um, I think I was late. I was a day, it was a day after the deadline that you posted and I was like, but it's still up, so maybe I'll take the chance. Um, I was really scared too, by the way, because um, I, I didn't really have any luck with getting some internships 
before that and i'm just like okay so this seems like a small company that might take mine into consideration more carefully than other people when i joined brie i felt i felt like this this was perfect this was meant to be this is the safe space that i've always needed and wanted and i didn't even know that i needed this until i met brie i learned what her message was and because of that i feel like i was able to improve much more better than if I were to go into some some more bigger and well-known company where I feel like I might get lost. People might not even talk to me or even consider me as much. So it was a really important like stepping stone for me to. And I felt like if things do happen for a reason, I felt like it was fate for me to meet Brie. And like I, I'm still surprised that this all happened. And it, it was definitely something that was meant to be for me. And I I wouldn't change that for anything in the world. And I'm just so happy that I got to experience this. That makes me so happy for real and you've grown so beautifully and so have you Jody. I'm so proud of you both and so honored to provide a positive space because we need that right when we surround ourselves with positive people then our life is more positive than if you have people talking in your ear all day about you know the, the problems and it's no problem with talking to your friends about your problems but if a lot of friends just are always talking about negative things so when you can work especially when you're working in a place you could grow together like you're growing both in your yourself and in your career I'm just so honored to provide that space for you both and I I was so happy when I received your email too because you were the first person that applied and I was like oh my gosh yes like you were my first intern ever so <laughs> this was seriously amazing and I 100% agree with things being meant to be and Jody, I'm so grateful that you found your way to us on Handshake as well. I still remember the day and I was scrolling on Handshake as well and I forgot, I think it was like in November or something and I saw Bree's post um, no, I think it was December actually, but I was scrolling on Handshake and I saw that Brie um, was seeking a video editor and I thought I would apply and I didn't think I would get it but um, I got an interview and I was so happy about that. And it was actually right across the street from the New York Film Academy. Actually, I think it was in the same building. And it was like, oh my, I was like, oh my God, it's meant to be. So um, I was really happy that I applied because they always say that, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the chances that you um, don't take. So I'm really happy that I took that chance and I applied. And um, even though I didn't have like formal work experience as a video editor, um, I'm really happy that got chosen but this was definitely one of those moments that you'll always look back on and forever be grateful for and I love both you you and Rosemary um you, you both are such a ray of sunshine and so genuine and I'm so happy that I got that chance this conversation is making my day I'm so happy <laughs> seriously it, would, it just clicked when I met both of you guys and I'm so honored and you're both going to do such amazing things and I can't wait to listen back on this and see how far we've come because I know we're going big, big places. So I wanted to ask you guys a very important and sometimes a little bit daunting question. What you think the meaning of life is and what your purpose in this lifetime is? So I love the saying, um, stop thinking what you expect out of life and think what life expects out of you. And I think personally that life is an amazing experience for all of us, but I know like deep down that it's so much more than that. And I think it's um, our own personal responsibility to listen to our purpose and live it out. And I feel like my purpose 
is to help others see the value that they have in themselves. Because growing up, I was always like the shy, quiet girl. And um, I really didn't talk much when, when I was younger. And I feel like um, for so long, I felt undervalued and unseen, especially, you know, by relationships that I've had and, you know, dating. And so now in college, like, I guess I had a revelation where I felt an over need to be heard. So um, when thinking about the purpose of life, you really have to think about growth because we cannot figure out our purpose until we um, grow as individuals. And um, I did not realize my purpose until I started to grow and truly um, value and love myself. So I think growth is an essential part of life. And we learn through being uncomfortable and putting ourselves in situations that scare us and they turn beautiful. One great quote that I came about was, whatever we are, whatever we make of ourselves is all we ever have. And that in, its profound simplicity is the meaning of life. And I believe that through all of this, um, love is our true destiny. And we never find the meaning of life by ourselves and we find it in one another. So I think that's all what I think the meaning of life is. That is really beautiful. I feel like love is a human need, like nobody can live without it. And those that don't really experience love in their life, they crave that love subconsciously over time. They're missing that um, that right. love subconsciously and they don't even know it. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. I feel like not having love in your life can turn to so much like bad things that it's it's dangerous and love is so important for everyone. Um, especially as a child, I feel like, especially children, you have to show them love because if you don't, um, I feel like it, it hurts them a lot more than even adults. Yeah. Um, so love is so, so important. And when people are mean to others, I think that that's because they're trying to fill a void that's missing within themselves, but it never ends up working that way. And it just further perpetuates negativity in the world. I really truly feel like the purpose of life is to create positive energy shifts on this world. Like we can, with our thoughts, with our actions, our looks, as, as in like how we look at other people, that we can really create shifts in the world. And you can even see that when somebody buys somebody a free coffee for the person behind them in line, or if somebody holds the door for somebody random, or, you know, just those small acts of kindness can really stick with you for the whole day. And I believe that in those moments, you're shifting positive energy out into the world, making it a better place. And I think that that really is the purpose of life and to spread love, to love people as best as you can. And essentially to reverse anything that may have may be wrong whether it's just in your generation in your family you know to change old patterns of behavior for example maybe somebody who supports a um, not so great presidential candidate they may have had that passed down through their family so somebody at the bottom could decide to say hey you know what like no, I'm going to I'm going to vote for somebody who is caring and that in turn refreshes the whole cycle. And so I really do feel like that's a big part of it is um, you know, changing those generational patterns and and ending cycles of generational trauma and really just more point blank basic point is just to create those shifts of positive energy in the world because it really does ripple and when you do something nice for somebody, they're much more inclined to have a good day, which means they might pass it forward and just create a really great shift in the world. 
I really agree with that. And I especially agree with the generational cycle that it goes through. I've noticed that people who are missing their parents for a majority of their childhood, they turn out to be far different than those who were extremely loved and cared for by their parents. And I feel like you can actually see that within the presidential candidates too, because um, there was that book that was released about Donald Trump. And I, f I think they described the way his father used to treat him or his parents in general. Um, I think he was missing out on that um, connection with his parents or that love that he needed, but he didn't receive. I, I think that his, his dad actually treated him the way he treats his kids. So you, you could see how it just repeats itself and repeats itself. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's so true. I mean, especially when people are very wealthy, a lot of the time they don't have the time to spend with their kids. And you can then definitely see how he would want to continue that. Because a lot of the times if you aren't like experiencing that love in a family, you want to prove to them that you're worthy of love. So you almost become them in a way. So I see that happen in a lot of different families. And, you know, it's up to us to wake up and say, hey, you know what? I choose to, to change this like this, like even in my own family, I've noticed that one thing that's been passed down in my family is worry. <laughs> and like my, my parents are such worriers. And, you know, I've, I've really I'm working on that myself, because I've seen how it shows up in myself, just without even noticing. And I've always been such a worrier and all these things. And now I'm realizing, wait a second, this doesn't help me at all. <laughs> How can I end this so that my kids don't have to take this on too? Because we take on our parents' behaviors just by being around them. We end up being just like them. And it might even be passed through our DNA in some sort of way. So when we're able to wake up from the, the patterns and say, wait, this is something that I want to change and then continue to work on it. I think we can make really huge positive shifts in the world and really make it a, a more aware loving place because we're we're not always aware of of what we do we we really kind of act in our subconscious a lot of the time and that comes from our patterning and all of our our associations with the people we know and our how we were raised so being able to recognize and notice how we act is so huge and can really make a difference Definitely. And Brie, I agree with everything you just said. And one thing, uh, me and my sister are both such big worriers. And my mom always tells us, when you worry about something, you go through it twice. And I think after that, like, I, I try to stop worrying. I try to just, you know, preoccupy my mind with like 12 other different things. And it, it's, it's, it's helping a little bit, but I'm definitely a worrier too. I worry about everything, everything. <laughs> No, I totally feel that. And it's, it is true. And I love the way you put it, that you experience it twice. And it's, and the worst part though of it is that most of the time what you worry about doesn't happen. So you, you would effectively felt it when it wasn't real. So you almost like, you almost make it real. And, and like, I'm not trying to say anything. Cause like, I've done that my whole life until recently. And I'm really actively, it's an active process too, because I have to notice when I am experiencing it and then be like, okay, wait, this isn't serving me. Why don't I just expect that the best will happen? Because they always say, you know, it, 
like prepare for the worst don't expect like expect the worst you know and it's i don't think so because i think that when we expect the worst that's when we get not as much as we could as if we expected hey we can have anything in the world then you remove any limits and you really put yourself in a position to have everything because you believe it's possible they always say the successful people are the ones that are crazy enough to think that it's possible so that's where that's where i'm living <laughs> There's this saying that you you can't love other people unless you love yourself. Um, but sometimes I feel like there are instances where you need to learn to love other people to also love yourself. And you also need human love in order to learn what love really is. And Bree is a advocate for self-love. And I feel like putting all that information out there about self-love, whether it's through her self-love Monday live streams, or her um, that the new YouTube series that she created, the Self Love Central. When Brie puts out that information, I feel like that really aids in someone truly encapsulating self love and loving themselves to the fullest to keep going in life. And I think self love ties into finding your meaning and purpose in life as well. I I feel like I've seen I've seen other people talk about self-love but like I have to be honest they just didn't come across genuine and when like I watch Brie like it's so genuine and you could tell like I always had like a good like instincts like I could tell if someone's like being fake and you could just look in someone's eyes and if you see like that sparkle you know that they're coming from a genuine place <laughs> And with Brie, like, you you just know it. Like, you, you can literally just see it. And I love that. And, and watching all of her videos and editing, I see it all the time. And I just love that so much. Yeah, I definitely feel that all across. Like, even her off-TV personality and her on-TV personality right, exactly. is still the same throughout. So genuine. And I truly exactly. feel that. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, so much. I'm so happy because it's, I mean, it really is true. I really do want to help people. And I think that there is a difference when people are just doing, like, saying something to say it. But one thing that my friend has um, been saying lately, she's like, do you, do you walk the walk, you know? Like, do you really practice what you preach in that way? And, and like, I, I really feel grateful that I do because my mission isn't for the money. I really don't do any of this for the money. <laughs> and maybe that's why like right now I haven't been focusing on, on the money stuff, but like I, I really genuinely wanna help people in the world. Going back to what you said about the, uh, loving yourself before you love other people first. So from my own experience, I think that it always, you always love other people before you love yourself. I think that that's just how life goes. You know, when you're a baby, you're being loved by your parents and so you love them but you don't you're not really aware of yourself in that way enough to be like oh yes you know i'm a i am does i'm worthy of love you know <laughs> like of course you feel that but not necessarily to give it to yourself because then society will go and say all sorts of things that you shouldn't but i think that to have a healthy relationship with somebody else that you do need to love yourself first because when I first got with VJ you know I've loved myself always but never really actively practiced it and really felt into being my own friend in the way that I do now and so when I first met VJ I was putting a lot of things on him and I, a lot of them were my own emotions and I you know most of them were and it created a lot of of hard times between us because I wasn't I was being very insecure and when we're insecure, 
we project our insecurities on other people and it's it doesn't go to a, a healthy space and i feel very grateful for vj i feel like it's a very much a blessing that he was with me through it all and he really helped me to to one thing he brought up to me at one point was the idea of emotional intelligence and i just never even knew that this existed i was an only child you know i just grew up being able to flare my emotions whenever because my parents were gonna love me regardless and so i once i learned that i started learning more about it and then i started meditating and then it all just kind of unfolded through that in the getting to know myself in the really just the the slow moments of taking the time to understand myself and that's when i realized well i really realized the message of self-love when after i was with my husband vj i had gained about 20 relationship pounds and i realized that i was not treating myself well at all i was looking in the mirror being like oh like how did I get here? Just looking at myself in a terrible way, being so hard on myself. My clothes weren't fitting, just feeling like crap. And so, you know, no, no weight was coming off, even though I was doing the exact same thing as I did before. And then I, I realized one day, I was like, why, why is this not working? And I was like, oh my goodness, I was being nice to myself the first time I did this. Like I was really being my own friend, being on my own team. I wanted to do this to get healthy, not for my appearance, not to fit in my clothes. It was really just to live a better life. And so I immediately at that moment, I realized that self-love is really the key to everything because when we're being kind to ourselves, when we play on our own team, that's where all the magic really happens because we want ourselves to really genuinely win. Sometimes when we when we don't think about it, we just kind of half want ourselves to win. You know, we want those good things for ourselves, but are we willing to to support ourselves through everything that it takes to get there? And that's when a lot of people give up or stop going. But when you're on your own team, when you're being your best friend, then that's when you can do anything because no matter what, you can come back to yourself and if you experience something crazy, you just say, you know, it's okay. I do this all the time. I'll just take time to stop and I'll be like, it's okay. Like really nurture yourself like you're a child because at the end of the day, we're all kids just in a growing body. <laughs> so yeah, being your own friend is everything and that then will carry over into every other relationship you have. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I actually wrote about this topic once and and I really think the key is you have to, of course, you have to love others, but I think the main thing is to not ever love someone more than yourself. And because um that actually um, was the reason why I was broken for so long because my tendency to, to put my care for other people over myself. And I feel like when you do that, sometimes it leads to like your own self-destruction and I think I was watching um Brie on Monday one day and um she actually had someone and they actually use an example of how you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help someone else and I really love that like analogy because it's so true I mean you, you can't help anyone else if, if you're suffering you know and I feel that we all have to love ourselves first and never love someone more than you love yourself Totally. I love that so much. And I'm so glad you had that takeaway because it is so true. It's so true. I definitely think that self-love ties into um, finding your meaning and your purpose, because without that, um, I feel like people tend to give up more quickly on themselves. They tend to get stuck in this hole, like they can't get out. So I definitely feel like what Brie is doing right now in terms of teaching other people how to self-love um, really helps to open someone's mind up to 
practicing it even if they think it might not work but if you practice it diligently because you want to do something better for yourself and not for anyone else then you will get somewhere rather than being stuck in that same place in that same hole that you've always been in absolutely that is everything it's there's such a we put so many doubts on ourselves all the time we put so many criticisms and i genuinely think that it's the way that school conditions us the way that teachers punish us the way that we are punished at home you know it's like you know if you do something wrong you get something taken away from you or you have to be be punished in front of everybody and it just creates this norm of feeling shame when why should we feel shame especially in school whenever you do anything you're making a mistake you don't know better that's where that's where you go to learn but it's really all in the in the belief and it has to come from within i truly believe that that it has to come from within that you want to better your life that you believe it's possible i really do think that our beliefs shape our life so if you believe that something is wrong at like every time you see it it's gonna set you off if you go into something with a more open mind you can feel more you know more peaceful I think so I really genuinely feel like it's all it all has to come from within even when it comes to weight loss that has to come from within because somebody else telling you you need to lose weight will never help you to lose weight because <laughs> you really have to genuinely want things for yourself intrinsic motivation is what it's called so I genuinely think that it all comes down to what we put over ourselves in the terms of of beliefs of of limits of doubts and I think that if we eliminate all doubts all of that you know we'll just live a happier life because we go into the world thinking we can do anything which we absolutely can definitely definitely I love that so much Brie and I think like self-love and staying true to yourself is so important and I think one thing that is so um common among maybe me and Rosemary's generation or just in today's society is like suppressing your emotions. I don't know why that's popular now, but I, I feel like we have to bring back vulnerability because vulnerability is really like a strength. And I think it's so common nowadays for even in music, some music today, it's like, like popular to not show your emotions and I did that for so long and it caused me to hurt for a while and you really have to realize that you're doing that because I have you know I know some people in my life who really spent their whole lives just suppressing what they really wanted to do or what or what they wanted to say to people and um, I think being vulnerable is something that is so important and it, it really is it's hard to be vulnerable but you know, if you're not, then you will have so many regrets in your life. And I think that's so important for people to realize um, their mistakes, too, and really just embrace themselves as a whole, you know. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that, because when we suppress our emotions, they don't actually go anywhere. <laughs> they stay right there waiting for you to, to figure out how to deal with them. They don't go away by, by overlooking them. But when we take that time to to actually process them and feel them, because I think we're often afraid to feel the things like the, the emotions of anger, the emotions of pain. I think we run from them because we're afraid to feel them. But if we do allow ourselves to feel them, then we can work through them and we can actually be able to understand them so that in the future, when we feel those things again, we have a toolbox of ways of how to work through them. And this is a, an ongoing process for everybody. I think that as a collective, we are all learning how to actually feel, allow ourselves to feel our emotions when they happen so that we can say, okay, 
I've gotten those feelings out and, and our feelings lead us, right? If, if, we, if we're not feeling good about something, then that's such a helpful thing. And if we suppress that, we might continue to do those things that don't serve us. So I really genuinely feel like if we take that time to feel the feelings, allow them to be real, and then understand that they don't have to continue. And we can say, okay, thank you for your lessons. Anger, I appreciate you. <laughs> you. You got me to this space where now I know how to deal with you when you come up. And then you have a way to just show it the exit door. And, and I feel like going back to like, um, really like the, the meaning of life, I feel like every struggle that like we have in life it's not really a tragedy um i love when i heard someone say that like it's not a tragedy um i think that if you don't take the time to actually realize why each thing was in your path and maybe what you can share with others to help others if you don't do that then that's the real tragedy and i think um I actually heard someone say this once too, make your mess your message to people. And I love that analogy also. I love that's very, very true. Yeah, I truly agree with that as well. I do too. And I think that's the best way to look at it because the older I get, the more I realize that every challenge is an opportunity to learn and grow. It's nothing more than that. You know, of course, sometimes it feels terrible when you're in it, but when you exactly what you said, it's not a tragedy, it's a learning opportunity so that next time you're faced with something like this, then you can be better prepared to deal with it because life and, and one thing that really I've recently learned that has really helped me so much is understanding that like coming to terms with the fact that we will experience hard things like from time to time. <laughs> we I feel like we live our life being like, everything's gonna go perfect everything is perfect perfect and then something happens and we're like no like how could it happen but we <laughs> but we live in a world where it's a cycle you know we have ebb and we have flow and we have times when we're gonna have a ton of money coming in for example and then time where we have a ton of money going out and we were like where's the money coming in but when we realize that everything is a cycle that there is the give and the take the push and the pull the the, the waves the tides go out and they come back in the sun rises and it sets that we can then prepare ourselves for those moments like okay wait yeah i had a moment similar like this how did i deal with that oh, okay you know i took some deep breaths and I calmed myself down and I just allowed myself to trust that everything was gonna work out and you know, things like that. And understanding that we that it's gonna happen again. Like not that tragedy will happen, like we always hope not, but the, the best thing is to go into it with a space of being prepared, knowing that there's gonna be those tough times, but knowing that you will get through it because look at your proof, you always got through everything and you're here right now. Right. Totally, and I think the main thing is too, to never dwell on something too long like i always give myself maybe an hour or a day sometimes and then i have to get over it because if you dwell on things for too long or you know feel sorry for yourself for too long it just becomes you know it's kind of like it's kind of like a hole you just keep falling so i always give myself a little while to get over something and then you really have to get back up and keep going you know to, on to the next thing you know Absolutely. And the power of our imagination as well. I used to be the biggest overthinker ever. I would play through all the, the scenarios in my head, making it real to myself. Like, oh my gosh, you know, this could happen. And the more I learned about manifesting, 
is that when we use our our um our imaginations for those ways yeah like we create that possibility for ourselves because we felt into it we felt how that felt we were there you know that that became an outlet or a, an option but if we use our imaginations to expect only good things and kind of shut out those those negative uh possible outcomes then we make them much less possible <laughs> we we can feel into the great things and make those be much more possible for us because we've been there we felt it you know i just got verified on instagram and i really felt into what it would feel like and it felt so good i felt the joy i felt how how like powerful it feels and and how cool and how fun and and really I, now that i have it i feel exactly all those things and i had you know imagined what it would be like and it's true so i really think that our imaginations are much more powerful than we think so we should always use them to imagine only the good things and yeah no more of the the negative overthinking of what could potentially go wrong you know what could go right i agree with that too um i had this question in my head thinking like if people don't know how to find their purpose or if people don't even have their purpose then how do they find it and i feel like it's not about also finding your purpose but also thinking about these all these positives so that you can reach that purpose in conjunction to meeting people that will teach you lessons in life going through those lessons going through that growth this all connects with finding your meaning and finding your purpose totally and i really do feel like the easiest way to find your purpose is just ask yourself what do i like to do because what what our purposes are will always bring joy to us always go ahead and follow me on instagram at brie healthy b-r-i dot healthy and you can visit briehealthy.com there's no period in that one and um stay in touch with me yeah i'm on youtube brie healthy <laughs> just brie healthy everywhere and i would love to connect with anybody listening and i'm always here for you and rosemary i appreciate you so much for having us today you guys can go and follow me at Jody Ann underscore 29. And I just really want to tell everyone to value themselves and like respect yourself and to not let anybody, and I mean anybody, bulldoze you and to be true to yourself. Thank you so much for coming and for making time out of your schedule to come and um, talk about this with me today. And I feel like it'll be really beneficial for all of us, especially as time goes by and we'll be at different places in life in the future. The music used in this podcast was all done by Chad Crouch. His music can be found on freemusicarchive.org. Thank you for tuning in.